let's be real. Lawsuits are no fun, but with Paulson and Nace, at least they are a little easier. With two DC-born partners, Paulson and Nace will fight for you the way only a Washingtonian could. Paulson and Nace handles medical malpractice, wrongful death, and other complex injury cases involving negligence. So if you have been hurt or lost a loved one because of someone else's mistake or negligence, call Paulson and Nace for a no-obligation consultation. Visit www.paulsonandnace.com or call 202-463-1999. Today on CityCast DC, I'm excited to introduce you to a local band with possibly the most DC origin story ever. Hey, how you doing? It's nice to meet you. My name's Aday. Your name's the Bay. Came out the field, girl. You named the play. DuPont Brass started unexpectedly as a side gig for a group of Howard University students, and now they're about to go on tour, starting April 12th. As they prepare to share their music up and down the East Coast, two of the band's original members are here to tell me about DuPont Brass's evolution and sound. Today is Tuesday, March 7th. I'm Bridget Todd, and this is what DC is talking about. Today I'm joined by two members of the band DuPont Brass. Thank you so much for being here. Please introduce yourselves. Cool. I'm Brent Bass Heavy Slam Gossip. I'm the tuba player slash sousaphone slash sometimes bass player in the group. I also manage the group, and I've done so since our beginning. Originally from Chicago, and I'm going to pass it along to Jared. All right. My name is Jared Bailey. I go by MK Zulu on the stage. I'm also a founding member of DuPont Brass. I play the trumpet and flugelhorn. I also sing and rap for the group and do some songwriting and production as well. Yeah, I've been here since the very beginning, so it's really cool seeing us evolve and get to this point. I'm super excited to chat with you all today. So I would love to get started with just the basics. Tell me how you started DuPont Brass. It actually started from Howard tradition that just kind of got like passed on through like the generation of brass players at Howard. Every year, uh, like the top brass players in the department, we go out for the Christmas season, usually in Georgetown, and we play like Christmas carols, just like an effort to uh, bring cheer to the area and also try to raise some funds for ourselves. At this point in time, it was... I was like the oldest brass player at Howard and it was like my turn to like rally everybody or like all the younger cats who play like the other instruments. So I did my due diligence. I rounded everybody up. Uh, we went out to Georgetown and Georgetown was not feeling us this year. You felt like the presence of like, go home, get out of here. So one of the the trumpet players, his name is Anthony Daniel. We call him A Ant in the group. He's our music director. He suggested, or his friend suggested to him, that we go out to DuPont Circle because she sees people there busking all the time. And we went out there and they loved us. We were just playing like simple Christmas carols at the time. And because they loved us so much, like we started going back more and more. Then we started writing our own arrangements of Christmas uh, Motown arrangements. And from there, it just took off. We like created a schedule for it to like go out in the different metro stations. We started writing like different types of popular music playing contemporary and classical as like a brass quintet when we first started. Website, business cards, all of that just spiraled and like had a snowball effect of us just growing, creating like a brand for ourselves in D.C. It wasn't intentional at first at all. We were literally just trying to raise some money for school. Wow. So is that why the band is called DuPont Brass? Because DuPont Circle was the neighborhood where 
folks were really feeling y'all. Right, right. Uh, it was. It's funny because we were trying to figure out a name, and we really started to blow up uh, during Christmas time. So like, at first we were playing around with the idea of Christmas time band, and we were like, nah, that's not gonna fit because we may want to take this past this plan at Christmas. And one of our friends used to always say, oh, when he would see us going out to play, we used to take have to get all of us on the on the on the metro. So he would say, oh, yeah, the, the DuPont crew is about to go head out. So we we're like, DuPont crew, that's cool. And we just took that and ran with it and then added on brass and it just became a thing. So you all have a sound that you've called eclectic soul. What does that mean? So eclectic soul is combination or a combination of all different things that are basically soul music. If you think about soul music throughout the years and black music, how it's progressed, even starting back to blues onto what we call jazz and everything in between, R&B, soul, hip hop, all of those things have a same similar base and you can feel it. You can literally feel it in your soul. And I think that's the powerful thing about soul music in general. So eclectic soul just combines all of those things because we're all students of music, especially black music. We all grew up listening to Earth, Wind & Fire or Fred Hammond and Kirk Franklin and 50 Cent and Lil Wayne. So all those different desires, loves of the different kinds of music all just comes together and comes out of us. So it sort of like brings all these different styles and genres and, and musicians that you love together as kind of an homage. Yes, yes, exactly. You know, because we're students first, so we study all of that stuff and it just naturally comes out of us. It's time to get dressed up, DC. So Others Might Eat is having its Young Professionals Network Spring Soiree that's to help raise funds for homelessness in DC. The gala is on the evening of May 17th at the National Museum of Women in the Arts. There will be live music from DJ Heat from the Washington Wizards, photo booths, food, and even a special appearance by a former actor from Pretty Little Liars. Wow. There will also be a canned food drive, so be sure to bring a few cans to support Sum's Food Pantry. Grab tickets before they're gone at sum.org slash spring soiree. That's S-O-M-E dot O-R-G slash spring soiree. See you there. Something that I love about the band is that several of you all are educators or former educators. How would you say that education has overlapped with the making? I'd say it overlaps pretty well. It's kind of funny that you ask the question that way because our like latest album is entitled Music Education. And it's like a it's like a pun double on times where it's like most of us were educators, but we were coming from the perspective of the albums like like Kanye's one was at the time or for some people still is like one of our greatest influences. So he has those lyrics. Why did you call it late registration? Because we're taking people back to school. Why did you call it music education? Because we're, we're schooling people <laughs> in the education of music. Like if you listen closely or if you can listen from like a, a musical perspective of analyzing the music, like it's very formulaic in terms of like how we do progressions or how Anthony, our music director, like had arranged stuff to actually like fall in line. So there's a lot underneath the title of that. Jared, do you want to you speak on anything else in, in terms of like the teacher stuff? Yeah, yeah. Like Brent was saying, you know, even in the album, it, it takes you through a journey of, you can feel every different kind of 
soul music or black music within there. You know, we start off with Thelonious Monk and do Round Midnight. Eyes on the back. Of course, we're rapping on it and putting our own thing into it, adding the trap drums and all that stuff. All the way down, you'll feel, you know, the last song has like a, I want to dance with somebody type of feel. That's what we were going for, to honor all of the, the music that we love. I hope that you came to party Because you know this here is my song But even if you necessarily take that aside, that little point, even in our story, you know, I said we started out as students of this music, students of the game. We met as students at Howard University. So that's always been an underlying theme. And even in our first, when we were strictly instrumental, we first started experimenting with vocal music and eclectic soul. The way that arranged our music is paying homage or it shows that we're students of Fred Irby, who was the jazz band director at Howard University. And we were very, you look at the music, you play the music, you memorize the music. That, that's what we were thinking about. And then as we progressed, then we kind of changed from not just musicians to, to artists and performers. So, but even growing out of that, we went into the, after Eclectic Soul was halftime. So like that was a homage to our band days, the struggles of being in marching band and matriculating through, through college as music students. Uh, so it only kind of made sense. It like naturally turned into music education was next because that's what we did next. We came out of college and then it's our turn to to give back in to this art and to begin teaching. And it just naturally all fell into place. We were like music education. That's a perfect name. That's a perfect theme. I love that. It's like your your late registration, college dropout, graduation. I love it. So I wonder, are there other ways that the D.C. music scene has influenced your work? Some more than others, I would say, because, you know, Brennan's uh, from Chicago. He's great. He's definitely given his piece of the culture to the group. But growing up in the DMV, I, I grew up in PG County. I went to Howard, so I've been here this whole time. Watched Wale go from rapping in our high school homecomings to where he is now. So, like, really just watching the culture grow. You know, I've been to the Go-Go's and all that different kind of stuff. So, of course, the DMV, the D.C. culture is really a part of me. My, my father's from Southeast, so my family's here. So it's really a big part of me. Mm, I have a follow-up for you. What do you think is your most D.C. song? I'd say our, our most D.C. song that we play right now that we cover is Everybody Wants to Rule the World. It's a new cover that we're doing. Ooh, I love that. By Tears for Fears? Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're, they're the originals who did it. And then we cover a version of Gogo Band called Fire Band. So we, we do their version, which has like a swing to it. That's definitely like the one right now. But even when we don't, it's well, even when it's not intentional, it comes out off a of halftime. Our uh, lead single, I think. Oh, yeah, our lead single was Enjoy Yourself. Life's too short to stay. We would do that live. It just had a natural like bounce beat to it. Now we have other songs where we intentionally put a bounce beat or we put a swing to like even back at Eclectic Soul, we put a swing to uh man, what's that Tad Dameron song? Not Tad Dameron. On uh, a Misty Night. On a Misty yeah, Night, yeah. yeah. So so even, you know, going back to that, and that's a song that we played at and Howard Jazz Band. So we were like, okay, we're gonna make our own arrangement and, you know, give a go-go feel to it too. So like it's always there. All the all of our background and our history is always within us. I love that. It's giving like <laughs> lean on me, remixing the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the school song. <laughs> I love it. 
So you all have a new single out, Summer Vibes. Ant does a lot of the production for the group. Uh, there are other people in the group that do contribute, but like he really locks in with DuPont a lot. So it's uh, become a running theme that, you know, he just sends us a bunch of songs and he'll let us know which one he's like, this is it, or this is the one I'm really feeling right now. So he sent us the beat for Summer Vibes to Deacon Izzy and I. And he was like, man, I'm really feeling this. This feels like summer. When I hit the crowd, they gon' check my style. And I was like, summer. And I just took it and ran with it. And yeah, it felt the same to me. It felt like summer. So I just started thinking about all of the things that come with that feeling, that time of the year. I started thinking about Will Smith's Summertime and all the different summer anthems that have come and gone over the decades. And I just tried to do my own thing with it. Deacon Izzy added his flair to it, great job. And then we added on LeVon for the vocals to just give it that, that, that full feel. She really filled it out for us. So yeah, it really turned out really cool. So what are your sort of broader hopes and dreams for the band? Like, where do you see this going? Where would you like it to go? Right now, in like our current stage and like iteration, we went on our first tour at the top of this year. So I'm looking to do more tours and become like a national and international touring entity. Working on the next one right now. I'd also like to back up the artists and like be their bands for performances. And then I'd also eventually like to be like the house band for the late night TV show. I love The Roots. I probably bring this up in almost every interview. Like, I, I would love to take the path and trajectory that they've taken just with our own, like, style and flair. I can absolutely see that. I can absolutely see that. I, I bet that's on the horizon. So where can folks listen to the band and the music? DuPont Brothers, DuPontBrothers.com. So it's, you could go there or, I mean, if you're an IG or social media person, it's like strictly just DuPont Brass. That's it. Nothing fancy. Straight two words. It's funny, I found a I found an old business card that had our old handles, like one was DuPont Brass, the other one was DuPont Brass HU and DuPont Brass 2012 and all that <laughs> stuff. Yeah, I mean, when you live and you learn, those are the early years, but yeah, everything's super simple now. Everything's DuPont Brass. If you just Google us or however you search up, like you're going to find something. So yeah, it's pretty easy to find us. Perfect. And I have... Uh curveball question for you. I noticed that you're wearing the DuPont brass shirt that looks like the Krispy Kreme logo. Yeah. When I think of DuPont Circle, one of the things that's always like in my mind is that hot and ready Krispy Kreme sign. And so it's so funny that is that that intentional? Yeah, because that's what we played. It was an old to our, our, our beginnings. Yeah, we used to play right up in between the Panera and Krispy Kreme. And because the ceiling is so low right there, and then it just has two big open openings that take you to the city, like the acoustics were just really great for playing and everything would just boom out. It felt like a concert hall. It, and it also felt like a stage, like the way it's set up. So I think that was really just the perfect spot for us to be at. And people just, you know, took that energy and ran with it. And also both Panera too, maybe we need to do a throwback Panera shirt or something too. But Panera and Krispy Kreme, they would come out sometimes and they would give us like free donuts, water, hot chocolate when it was really cold. So like, yeah, yeah, it was just a real special time. Thanks so much for being here, guys. I can't wait to hear more from the band. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much for having us. (laughs) 
So again, the DuPont Brass Tour kicks off on April 12th with a show in New York City. They'll perform all along the East Coast and then end back here at home with an April 23rd show at Songbird Music House in Noma. Check our show notes for full details. And now for some quick news before you go. D.C. Council Chair Phil Mendelson has told Senate to withdraw the city's criminal code revision legislation so that council can rework it before seeking congressional approval again. But the legislative process is not super clear, and Senate Republicans may vote to overturn the criminal code regardless. The House has already done so. D.C.'s criminal code is over 100 years old and cannot be updated without federal sign-off. Meanwhile, MedStar Washington Hospital Center has agreed to hire hundreds of new nurses and increase salaries by double digits. It's part of a new contract that was approved on Sunday. Nurses in D.C. have been reporting really high levels of burnout for years, and that was only exacerbated by the pandemic. This new contract hopes to alleviate those frustrations. Also, Metro trains will be returning to automatic operation by the end of the year. Train operators have been manually starting and stopping trains since a deadly crash in 2009, but the Transit Authority says that all safety concerns have been addressed and that automatic operation is ultimately smoother and safer for commuters. WMATA will announce more details at Thursday's board meeting. And lastly, DC legend and master printmaker Lou Stovall died last week due to heart complications. He was 86 years old. Stovall created intricate, vividly colored screen prints and was a linchpin of the DC art scene. He also made protest posters in the 60s and campaigned for home rule. The Phillips Collection displayed his work last fall, where we got to chat with him about his decades of work in the D.C. community. He will be missed. And today's D.C. life hack is... Need a different way to get around the city? Well, you're in luck, because the Potomac River water taxi is back with expanded service. You could now use it to get to the wharf, Georgetown, Old Town Alexandria, and National Harbor. We'll have the taxi schedule in our show notes. That's all for today here on CityCast DC. If you enjoyed the show, tell anyone who lives on the East Coast and loves music. I bet there's a DuPont Brass show near them this April. We'll be back tomorrow morning with even more news from around the city. Bye.